Hey, hey, welcome back. It's good to be with you. I hope you are on fire and growing closer to God with all your heart. <clears throat> As always, um, I like to start out, I want to give you a chance and encourage you, please share this. Like and subscribe on um, whatever platform you're listening. Take a moment and um, t- engage with it with a comment and further the discussion. It it um, It's an important part of it, and I, I love to see the interaction there. And just it's very encouraging and it allows more people to be involved. So please take the time to do that and um, be a part of whatever platform on social media or YouTube or anything. And just be a part of the whole conversation and hopefully even share some observations that you might have gotten through this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the most evil things that happen. Um, Just uh, touching on that and touching on on what our response should be how we're supposed to be able to, as believers, look straight at them. We're not supposed to pretend that they're not there. A lot of times that's what the church ends up doing. We, we tend to act like and talk about or focus on the good things because we know that God is good. But sometimes we, we need to be the ones who can see the most dark places and have an answer, have a response, and and have the ability to see God and how good he is in any search, circ- any circumstance, any situation, we have to be able, able to face them. Um, we have to have that right response. So even in the worst outcomes, when things don't go the right way, we got to have that ability. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We will be the ones to see it through and everything lost will be renewed long ago in the garden. It was to be now a dream fulfilled in you and me. If not us, then who? If it's not the church, then who else on earth can have answers and point the right path forward? Um, that's that's a, a big question because in reality, often the church talks about having answers. We talk about Jesus is the answer. We talk about the the things that that from a... I don't know, from a comfortable place, from not actually engaging with some of the worst things on the planet that are right there, we are not able to to be a a meaningful voice in some of these things. Or a lot of times we shy away. We want to to glorify God and talk about the things of God, but not necessarily face these terrible realities on earth. So um are you able to, as a, as an individual, are you able to tackle difficult things? Do you have answers, like uh, for for the the difficult things that are happening, wars around the earth, there the situations what that are arising, the 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 um the rape, the child slavery, or do you avoid those altogether? Those topics? Do you can you watch a news article, an, a video online, or? or hear somebody testimony of the terrible things that are going on, or does it cause you to have to look away? I mean, I'm not saying that I enjoy looking at these things and talking about them, but God wants us to have the ability to do this because there are people in need. There are things that we need to be able to, to answer. We need to have that answer because at at least from a, from a, a, a bigger picture, not just say, well, God's in control, not just say that God, well, God loves everybody. Not just, not just, um, talk about the, those truths. That's true. It's real, but it doesn't help 
people who are experiencing this and in a, in a world that is, has lost hope, that looks at these things and people are becoming controlled, completely broken down with all kinds of, of mental problems, emotional problems, spiritual problems um, due to the lack of hope because they don't see a way forward. And so when people don't see a way forward, we should have that answer, not, and not just a generic answer, but a way to see how God is good and how he is able and how he is, what, what he, who he truly is, the way that he describes himself, the way he teaches about himself. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm still in the middle of a series with content from this year's Feast of Tabernacles. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things that I shared on, I, I kind of touched on different topics. This is one of the things that I touched on during the feast. Um, can you see the goodness of God? Can you see him in the land of the living? Not talking about after death, not talking about the future and the hope of, of life with, with him, even, even when we die. That's a true hope and it's a good thing. But in Psalms, it talks about that, that we would lo- we lose hope. We would lose our hope. If we don't see his goodness in the land of the living. So if we can't see it, we're going to lose heart. With that said, let's go straight into the video here and um, I'll be back to talk about it after it's over. Have, um, have you ever seen, have you ever seen something that just made you ask the question, where's God? (laughs) Um, Or have you experienced something so painful that you you felt just completely alone. Um, you didn't have any strength. You didn't have any ability to deal with it or go forward. Um, or have you have you seen something on the news that just wow? I did not know people could be that wicked. I did not know people could be that evil and cruel and just like people. The worst kind of people. <laughs> it's a saying we have. People are the worst kind of people. <laughs> but <laughs> the um, we David Bird said something a while back, and I don't know if he even has thought about it since, but it struck with me when he said it. This was maybe going on a year ago now, and so David has words of wisdom that just drop and he didn't even realize it. They just, just like loose chains and it's dropping into his couch and he's got all these words of wisdom and you got to go behind him gathering them up because he'll say, he'll say something and he'll go on like it wasn't anything, but it was, it was everything. So you got to pay attention when, when David talks, but this is in revelation four, verse six. It's a beautiful passage says, before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in the front and back eyes. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature was like, had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each having six wings that were full of eyes, around, full of eyes around, and within, 
get around and within, outside, inside, all the way around. And they did not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worshiped him. They cast their, thron- their, their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Let's go back to those eyes. It says they all had wings that were completely surrounded inside and out, all eyes. Sounds kind of like pretty weird. But what David's observation was, wings are for flying. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, some of you can, because this just popped into my head. Isn't there another passage about them flying to and fro about the whole earth as well? Um, so that just popped into my head. But, but the observation was the wings are for flying. And when you fly, you, you ha- have a vantage point. It is very different. It's not blocked by everything in front of you. You get to see all kinds of things. And David's observation when we were reading this just just struck me. He said, they have eyes and they can see in every direction at all times. Everything can can be viewed. They have a view of everything. And after after this, after viewing and seeing all things at all times, all around that God has done and everything in the world, what's their response? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That response, is, would that be our response after watching one um, evening news broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> would, would, would that be our response when the most precious people to us are lost? Would that be our response when, can't even hardly say it, when you encounter basements full of children that have been locked up and tortured? Is that our response? Can that still be our response? in the worst and most difficult aspects of life and, on the things, and evil on the planet when it manifests, is that still our response? We've got to. A lot of times, you know, you've heard the phrase, seeing the world through rose-colored stained glass windows. Talking about that a lot of times Christians will We'll talk about the goodness of God and talk about the things of God and view the world through that lens. And, that's, and that can be very, very good. I'm going to get there, back to that. But oftentimes we're not actually recognizing, not actually dealing with, a lot of times just simply ignoring, not even talking about, not recognizing and seeing. And even when we're going through things, I've witnessed this with people and I've, and I've prayed with people who are grieving or going through difficult times. And some people stare at it and get depressed some, and overwhelmed. Some people ignore it 
all together and just go on and, and then eventually they collapse because you can't just ignore things. You have to actually heal. You actually have to go through it. But we've got to. The people of God, who else is going to? We have to have the answer. We have to have and receive the power of God, the authority of God, and the wisdom of God, and the righteousness of God for everything. David just talked about ruling and reigning. That's what it means to have the wisdom of Solomon <laughs> to deal with difficult situations, to rule with God's wisdom, His authority. We've got to be able to see things for what they are. We've got to find... <laughs> We've got to see the truest reality and see God's holiness. We've got to see it. Psalm 27, verse 14 says, Teach me your ways, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. This is, this is seeing God's holiness. Notice he didn't say that I, I experience good things in the land of the living. He says, I would have lost hope had I not believed that I would see the goodness of God. I think that is extremely key. You have to believe with all your heart and know that you will see it. It is there. It's not going to be there some other place, some other time. It is there. Because if it's ever not, then you will lose heart. If His goodness is not there to be had, then you will lose heart. Because Satan's going to, he's on the prowl. <laughs> We're not going to give up though, right? We just sang that. You have to be able to like these living, four living creatures. See everything and have the one, the only response to that that is complete, has the full perspective because it's been observing it completely, not just missing it, not ignoring it, but actually seeing it all. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You alone are worthy, for you have created all things, and by you all things exist. And the last part of that, what do the elders do? Man, I love that. What do the elders do when they hear that? Every single time. I, I, I joke, I say, I say they're doing burpees in heaven, because they're always saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They, <laughs> <laughs> throwing their crowns down, laying down and popping back up. Oh, holy, holy again. You know, <laughs> making light of it. But 
it's so glorious, so glorious, because that should be our response. We should not be, we should not be able to contain it. If we look at others who are expressing that, we should not be, have any contempt of or judgmentality. It should be drawing us. When you see someone caught up into the presence of the Lord, you can be like, ah, it's a, that's just Claire. She's, she likes that. <laughs> no, you should be, I want to I see what she's seeing. I've got to see what she's seeing. Because once you see the goodness of God, <laughs> once you see it, you can't do anything but respond by casting your crown down, by bowing, by giving Him honor. You can't respond any other way. So if you are dealing with any reservation or anything that causes judgmentality or, or hesitation, recognize it's because God wants you to see Him. He wants you to see and recognize His goodness in a new, fresh way that you have missed it before. Because otherwise, you would be stirred to come straight to that place every time. This, 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 this challenges me again and again because every single time when, I'm, when I, I, I'm, I'm like, you know what, I just don't feel. I'm tired. I'm not feeling good. I don't, you know, my, my, I need to eat dinner. You know, I'm hangry or whatever's going on. And then some, but something, somebody has something. Somebody calls me and, they're, and they're, they're sharing something that's on their heart. It just, I check myself and, and you find that you, you see it. Your eyes catch that glimmer of that, that gold that was hidden away. And all of a sudden, none of that other stuff matters anymore. And you can't hold back. You cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. The Lord God Almighty who was, who is, who is to come. He is holy, he's holy, he's holy. And that's not repetitive and boring. It never gets repetitive and boring. <laughs> because you have seen you have seen the goodness. And so I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. And I have yet to find a situation where I have not seen it. I will say that. And I have witnessed a few pretty, pretty rough things. And I've talked with friends of mine who've, who have witnessed what I just described. Finding, finding people who have been locked away for who knows how long. Because some of them were, had been abandoned by their captors. And then they found them. First-hand accounts from people who've experienced that. I haven't personally gone through that, but it's rough. But they saw the goodness of God. They got to see it in some of the worst things that you can possibly imagine. And we have to see it. And we have to acknowledge it. And if we don't, who else is going to? Who else is going to have the answer and who's going to be able to? That's our call. That's who we are. We are the people of God. That's what we're placed here to do. Have you ever talked with people who have witnessed truly awful things or they've been through things that they don't even want to talk about? They're not able to express them or they just, it's too painful. Um, their experience often, if you've ever met people like this, 
it gives them a warped perspective, even if they do, it doesn't shut them down. Because some people get they, I, I know I've known a military people who who have just given up on life. They go out and, and live a homeless life. They don't take care of themselves. They don't have any hope for life because they've witnessed things that were so terrible. I can't say that I understand all that because I haven't witnessed that. I do have some friends who have faced some of that, and it's and it's and it's difficult. It's not easy. But sometimes these terrible things warp people and it gives them a, a perspective on life that is not right. It's not complete. It's so strong and pulling them that direction. And God wants to heal them. <laughs> Those individuals he does. I know that for a fact. Um, I've had the, the um, opportunity to, to minister some of that and then try to encourage people because he does love them. He does care about their personal experience and he doesn't want them to be distorted or warped by that. But also if you hear people, some people will begin to teach and, and you hear um, just kind of a, a very negative look on life that come out. But We've got to be able to, to have the perspective and the ability to see the goodness, the great goodness of God, how truly holy he is. Just like I was saying in that video, we've got to be able to have that, uh, that complete perspective that, that no matter what we've seen, when every, everywhere we look, it doesn't matter how many places that you, you've seen the worst of the worst, you still see God at work. How does that happen? It's because God reveals himself. God reveals himself. If you're looking and you're asking for it and you want to see him, he is there. And I don't want to get too, too profound, you know, in, in trying to say cliche statements, but the truth is, if you want him, if you want to see him, ask, he'll show himself. He will reveal himself to you. And I do believe that we can see these things and that we can see his goodness without personally going through it. But often when you have, when you, when you've had to depend on God, when you're going through something that is unavoidable and difficult and painful, you get to see God from a different perspective. I love to be on the mountaintop. I absolutely love to see the beauty, to see the splendor and see the amazing things and have the perspective of being a victor and standing on top. But when you see, and you have to look up, at life in the most painful moments. God's there. He's, he's, he's right there. He's not, he's not far away. He's not far from the brokenhearted. I know this. I've experienced it. Um, when it comes to God's purposes and his ability to heal the world, to heal the, the things that are going on, God has called us as his people to have the ability to respond. And we're called to actually end the atrocities in the world. But how can we do this? You know, how can we ever have the ability to end the atrocities um, if, unless we have the ability to see that God is still holy? Not just, not just have, a, have a theology, not just have a, a statement that, well, we know that God is holy. No, actually, truly understand how in the light of this, in the light of the worst thing, in the light of the children being taken away from from their home from their life from and put into slavery and being abused um in the light of of women being raped on the streets like what we've been seeing happen in 
war and in terrible situations of terrorism and, and retaliation and all the different things that go on, can you see, can you still see his holiness there? Can you see it? I know that we have to be able to. And we can. God wants us to have the foundation to be able to see and have answers that bring people um, bring people to that light, bring that people back from the edge. He's always giving us the ability to subdue the earth. He always is and put it under his authority. That's a job that he's given to us. We must rise to each and every occasion. How do we do that? We do that because Jesus broke the power of sin. He broke the power of sin in our life, but he also broke the power of sin on the earth. And the Holy Spirit was given to us. It was given to us, and we must walk in a power and an anointing to stop the reign of evil around us. Instead of praying and asking for God to, to do this, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come. We know it's, it's, it's so bad, it's so bad, we need you. That's not his goal. His goal is for us to be overcomers, to over to use the power, use the authority of the Holy Spirit in us to have the answer. And, and with his anointing, with his ability, he places people in different situations, whether it's a personal-to-person individual, whether it's in your community, whether it's you're part of the military, whether you're part of whatever it is, God places people, and he gives us the ability, and his people have that vision. We can be the answer. There's a lot of different things that I could say and go on, but I think that kind of kind of wraps it up. That's that's the point is that that God is calling us. He's calling us to be that so so ever present reality of his hope and his light that rests on us his body. I love you guys. Until next time, may the grace of God be present, be very present in your life. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Lost will be renewed Long ago in the garden it was to be Now a dream fulfilled in